Welcome back to the Final Shot Podcast. Today, the show is brought to you by USG Canada. They make some of the finest walkout gear on the planet. All of your logos and all that kind of stuff is all, it's right into the fabric. There's no patches. There's no bullshit weighing you down. So hit up my boy, Howie. It's Howie at USGCanada.com. Send him a message. Use the promo code, the final shot, and you'll save 20% on your purchase. I'm going to skip all the rest of my sponsors today because we are strapped for time. But if you guys want to get all of the promo codes to go to my link tree, it's Final Shot Podcast on Linktree. Hit the link, buy some shit, save 20% on all your purchases. Guys, if you're on YouTube, you can see my guest. We haven't had this guy on in about a year. But uh, he's one of my favorite guests to have on, former guest of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan, the real deal Ford. How's it going, brother? What's up, brother? You know, another day, another day. Wow, we're we're getting together today. It's real close to Christmas. You got the Christmas tree in the back, and you're you're gonna get the hell out of the country for Christmas. Man, I can't wait. It's been a long time since a family vacation, so uh, you know, Dominican next Monday. Here we come, shorts and tank tops and flip flops. <laughs> I'm sure we'll see some stuff on your Instagram. You can follow him. It's uh, real Ryan Real Deal Ford on Instagram, right? Sure. Well, you just had a fight not too long ago. Didn't quite go your way. Long layoff. What's what's the thoughts on that that fight? Yeah, you know, it was is what it is, right? You know me. I go into enemy enemy territory all the time. And if you don't knock them out, you don't win the judges. Um, you know, yeah, it was two year layoff, you know, didn't fight in the gym by myself training, not with my coach in Montreal got offered the fight and you know me I'm, I'm down to get down so i uh, hit my coach up said hey we got a fight in poland left home for two weeks went and got in two weeks with him went to poland put in 10 rounds you know when it goes to the decision it goes to the judges i already knew it was going to happen but you know is what it is the rust is off the two years you know so it's uh back on the grind i just want to fight that's why these guys call you, though, because they know you're going to show up and they know that you're going to give their guy rounds. And it's probably either you're going to knock them out or it's going to a decision. Uh, that's 100 percent. You know, um, it's funny because every time that I fight in another country, the promoter comes into my room after and you can see that he was stressed the whole 10 rounds. The guy came from the last fight, he comes into my room, he's like, <sighs> That was so hard to watch, like, you know, and I'm like, yeah, listen, I'm 39 years old. I'm in the gym every day. Am I going to be a world champion? No, I'm a realist with myself. But I'll tell you right now, that next kid who's going to become the world champion, give him a fight with me. And I guarantee you, I'll give him the hardest 12 rounds that he's ever been in. I will agree with that 100%. You know, so... um. 
that's the way I look at it now. I just, I love to fight. Um, people are always asking me, man, why you keep going over to Europe and fighting? You know, you don't win. Listen, it pays my bills, feeds my family, puts a roof over their head. Anybody who knows boxing watches a boxing fight and knows I may not win the judges, but most of the time I win the fight. So I just want to fight. There's no point in me fighting here in Canada. There is no money, mm -hmm. you know, so I do what I got to do and I keep it real and everybody knows. Well, there's more important people that you impress at those shows other than the judges and it's the fans. Every time you leave, they cheer for you. Yeah, when I left the Poland fight, walking out the ring, everybody who was Polish told me <laughs> I won the fight. <laughs> so, you know, those those four people that give you the decision are, don't really make the decision in, in my books. Like half the time, I turn the goddamn fight off before before the judges read the cards. Yeah, it's people don't understand. Boxing is a business. Yeah, before anything, you know, so. Once the casual fan of boxing understands that, they'll know what's really going on. Yeah. So last night you were in Cold Lake. RJ had his fifth fight. We'll, we'll talk about that a little later. But there were some amazing fights that happened last night. I don't know if you got a chance to watch them. Cody Crowley showed up on uh, – oh, man, did he ever show up. Bro, he um, – man, you got to give credit to that kid, man. Uh you know, I, I don't know him personally. We've talked many times, you know, through Facebook, Instagram, whatnot. Um, and the kid who he actually fought, I actually fought a couple times on the same card uh, in okay. Singapore and stuff. And, like, that kid is legit. And Cody oh, yeah. Crawley, you know, he went down, I think it was in the second round. Yeah. Came back, turned it up the whole eight more rounds that they had. And, um, man, give give that guy credit. You know, he's paid his dues. <laughs> You know, once again, another guy who's left home in Vegas, sacrificing, being away from family and whatnot. And you get what you put in, you know, and, you know, he's getting it now. I believe he's probably ranked top 10 in the world now. He's got to be. That guy was uh, he was a mandatory challenger. Yeah. And I think he was number. Eight. Yeah, I think he was like number eight or seven. And, you know, he, he bit off a little bit more than he can chew because I remember the press conference. He was saying he's coming for Spence and them. But good luck. You didn't ask Triple C. <laughs> no. Cody Crowley's a bad motherfucker, though. Man, the output he put out last night was insane. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I, I kept going back and forth because we had a bunch of fighters fighting on the card. So I have my app on my phone. So I was going back and forth every time after the fight, just <laughs> checking to see what was going on. But yeah, man, it was last night. There was lots of fights. Man, my other boy, um, Kira France from New Zealand, like, man. I loved it. He knocked that Cody <laughs> on whatever his last name is. I don't like that guy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, we, we got I got to see a few of them. You know, we watched the Donaire fight. Mm -hmm. got to see the Donaire fight, too. So, um, uh, yeah, man, it was a good night of fights. And it was a good night of fights for my gym, too, in Cold Lake. You guys did well in Cold Lake, then? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think we had eight fighters and only uh, – we won six out of eight, you know, and the weekend before that, we were in Grand Prairie. We cleaned house there. And then the weekend before that, we cleaned house there. So, yeah, man, it's uh, boxing season, amateur boxing season for our gym. It is right now. Um, did you uh, catch the Teslanko fight? Uh, 
Lomachenko? No, Teslanko. He fought the big baby, the up-and-coming heavyweight guy. No, I, I saw the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the um, the guy that guy from Toronto. Yeah, Teslanko. He got knocked off. That, that dude that he fought is a G. Oh, he's legit. That guy's legit. He, yeah. he's, a, he's a problem. I, I, I didn't catch the fight, but I saw the knockout and saw his legs cross. <laughs> Damn. Wow. There's a big difference between 213 pounds and 240. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's, people don't understand. It's the, the the weight is a big difference, you know. Huge. And, um, yeah, I I found I, – I learned that self – I learned that myself too yesterday, you know, um, with RJ, you know. We can't find kids his age or his weight to fight, so we're fighting kids, you know, two, three years older, and 15, 20 pounds heavier. And, you know, last night, you know, we took a loss, but, you know, we gained a lot of experience, and, you know, I believe RJ's going to grow from it. You know, he fought a kid. The kid's 10 years old. He's 90 pounds. He fought a kid 13 years old, 118 pounds. You know, so, you know, it, it's a big difference. But, you know, I, I, I believe, you know, the work that he puts in, you know, he's tough. And we had a learning experience yesterday, right? And it's, you know, now we grow from that. But I also learned now, too, is I'm not going to take fights with kids who weigh that much anymore. It's, there's no point, right? It's the weight is a big, big thing. Well, it's a, it's a huge thing. In Saskatchewan, that would never fly. It would never be an on-the-books fight. It'd be a sparring match. Yeah, they they usually don't let that go here either. But, you know, <laughs> if, if Ryan says something there, he's like, yeah, because, you know, the last kid that he fought was the same, you know, 13 and 20 pounds heavier. The difference was that kid was a little bit taller, so he wasn't as built as the kid he fought last night, right? And you could just see just the weight was a big thing, but man, give credit to RJ. This kid went out every round and gave it his all, man. The kid got hard and it's like, there's some, like I, I told him, man, I said, what are you going to do that? That he's not going to be proud of. Cause <laughs> shit, you know, like, <laughs> you know, it was, it was, it was tough. You know, you watch it and it's different. You know, you see a bigger kid and you know, it's, but, you know, he, he learned from it, you know, he, he just, dad, I don't like to lose. And I said, man, you know, that's the attitude that I like. And he asked me, he asked me this morning, he's like, dad, he's like, do I have an opponent for next weekend that my weight? So ah, like, a boy. He'll like fight. He still likes it, right? So, yeah, man, it's, uh, they got to go through those things. You know, that's what I said. I told Nina, you know, like, she's like, she's watching and the kid's big, right? And they go through those things. And you know what? It's either... Like I told RJ, man, only the strong survive. If it don't kill you, it's only going to make you stronger, and it's going to make you stronger in every part of life. Yeah. It, the it's, adversity. It's all right to feel bad about it, though, but Monday morning he's got to get up and go get your butt back into the gym and get to work. Oh, That's... 100%. <laughs> you know, he did last night. He had his good, you know, half an hour. And, man, I lost, you know. He's like, Dad, I don't like to lose. You know, I said, man, are you hurt? Are you okay? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I just, Dad, I don't like to lose. And I said, I feel you, bro. I feel you on that. No one like. I said, but listen, I said, we don't take this as a loss. We take this as a learning experience because to me, you're still 4-0 at your own weight. Yeah. 
you know? So that's the thing, right? And he's like, you know, he got up this morning and he's ready. We got a soccer game. Like last week we had two soccer games, two soccer practices and boxing practice and then a fight yesterday. So this kid is nonstop, 100% on the grind. <laughs> well, it's good that he experiences something like that so early on in life because losses are going to come in, in so many different areas in life jobs or girlfriends or or whatever it is like you go to the store and you get a freaking flat tire that's 100 <laughs> percent. you know it, it learning these things and being able to experience them at a young age only sets you up for a better future you know how to deal with these things right like who knows you know like he could go on amateur boxing win 30 40 fights and all of a sudden you lose yeah and it could hurt you you know well, just watching what he does on on your stories and and the work that he puts into soccer and boxing at the same time, it's very hard to be a multi sport athlete. But he's doing it at ten years old. Yeah, that's the thing. It's I tell him, I said, "Bro, you're a rare breed. You like that." One hundred percent. There's not a lot of kids out there that are say, "Okay, I'll fight this kid who's thirteen and twenty pounds heavier." They ain't even. Most of the kids ain't even getting in the ring. Yeah. I get a lot of people that ask, like, they know I've known you for a long time. We're going on 15 years. They're like, yeah. what's up with this Ryan Ford guy? I go, legitimate freak. That's <laughs> the only way I can explain it. Legit freak. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, everybody, how do you do it? I said, I just wake up and I do it, man. You know, it's, man, you you, you still can go. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, but the difference is, is now I know how to train a little bit differently than back mm -hmm. when I was 20. I'm 39 now. I'm not 20. <laughs> Got to train harder, not as hard as, you know, it's, but the thing is, is like, that's why I tell these kids. I'm like, you got to be in the gym every day. If this is something you want to do, you have to live it every day. Like I wake up in the morning, I get ready, take kids to school. I go to the gym, you know, it's, life yeah uh, people they're like well what was it like sparring with him I'm like well, not a lot of fun <laughs> you get punched in the face a lot it's a it's great for people that want to learn yeah yeah oh and, yeah no for <laughs> and are tough but yes yeah, you know all, my, all of our fighters at the gym you know like we have sparring session on wednesday nights you know and i'm in the ring everybody who's fighting has got to come in the ring with me you know, I'm not the asshole that beats everybody up. But I let you know, your left hand's down. You're not covering your body proper. You know, I give you that round. So when you go in there and you fight these kids who you guys are fighting, you know it's not going to be like me in front of you. Exactly. And that's, they all say, they're like, man, I do rounds with my coach. And when I go in there, I'm not scared. <laughs> hey, if you, if you survive a round... And you go in and you fight some kid your own age, you're going to be fine. Oh, very, very fine. <laughs> very fine. Uh, our guys asked me, did he beat the shit out of you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I landed a couple good ones here and there, but yeah, he beat the fuck out of me. Not even lying. Oh, days. Well, back in the day, though, sparring was very different than it is now. Oh, like, shit. We would go. Way different, way different. Even the last couple of times I was in Montreal and I went down to TriStar Gym and just watched the sparring. And I was like, damn, when it was GSA days and we were on that mat, I said, people are getting knocked out. Oh, yeah. There's 
touch touch sparring? What is touch sparring? <laughs> uh, we never did that. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was a, it was a fist fight, and we're going. Yeah, but. guys are in the in the gym saying, "Okay, uh, I'm let, let's light sparring today." Light sparring. <laughs> never, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, last night, uh, did you watch the UFC? Uh, we got. I, I watched. We watched some of it. Yeah, yeah. Man, actually, a couple. The, the shocker with Amanda Nunez. Juliana Pena put it on her. Crazy. I know. I we. I didn't get catch the whole fight. I somebody said, "Oh, she got choked out," and I watched back and I watched the highlights. And I was like, "Holy shit, man!" Like, yeah, she got was, beat up and then choked out. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't even think it was around the neck either. I think it was around the jaw. So she readjusted a few times as, as Amanda was moving around. I couldn't I exactly see where the choke was, but I thought yeah. that she just tapped out early. That's, I yeah, like I maybe thought like it was maybe across the face because, man, they, when you get choked out, people don't understand that shit hurts more than it being around your neck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd rather go to sleep than get that shit across my face. Oh, yeah. oh. my freaking teeth crushed into my head. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, Charles Oliveira just, I don't know what, that fight was going bad for him, and then he just yeah. turned it around. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We saw, I saw the highlights of that, too. Uh, man, I thought Poirier was going to win. So did I. I just, I just think he's on, the, he's on that new level now. It's his time. Where there, There's these guys, uh, Brennan Schaub comes to mind, that he's out there saying, oh, Charlie Olives, he's got quitting him. Brennan, can we stop talking about that this guy's got quit? Yeah, he's making everybody quit. He's making everybody else quit. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what an amazing story that guy has. He came from, he was on a losing streak, and then... Ten, what was it, 10 and 8? Yeah. 10 and 8 to now 10 and 0. Yeah, amazing story, and he <laughs> still lives in the in the ghetto. Yeah. No, and that's the thing, man, is people don't understand, is never give up. You know, if you keep pushing, keep pushing, something's bound to happen. It has to, you has know, to. and it, it's the way it works. That's why I keep doing this fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get to the hot button topic. Everybody wanted me to talk to you about Mike Perry, Platinum Mike Perry. There was a call out. Um, I don't know if Mike ever responded to you or uh, I know he talks a lot of shit. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He reposted a couple things, talking some shit and whatnot. Um, man, listen, like I've been talking about this fight for like a long time. Like you know, like it's crazy because when I first got into boxing, and this is like such a small world, you know, that this fight should happen. Is uh, back in the day when I first started boxing, I went to Montreal at Grandbrothers Boxing Gym. Um, you know, there was a, a dude there a bit who I became friends with, Dario, yeah. Dario Bredesian. And, um, you know, after a, a week of us, you know, training, sparring together and stuff, you know, Dario's like, man, Ford, you, you remind me of my boy back home. And he's like, he's just crazy like you, man. You guys are like, you guys are twins. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like, who's this? And he's like, Mike Perry. And I was like. Oh, the guy who fights in the UFC. And I was just like, you know, it's crazy. And then here we are today, <laughs> me trying to get a fight with him. That'd be a great fight. hundred percent. It'd be a great fight for me. Yeah. I don't think for him. 
with those, with those <laughs> four ounce gloves and that triangle ring with the boxing rules, let's go. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. The if 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 Triad and Triller get me on that, people are going to be sleeping. Well, you've got a, an ace in the hole with uh, Shannon Briggs. Yeah, man, Briggs. You know, I've been talking with him over the past few years, and um, you know, I mentioned to him, and he said he's going to get a hold of the owners of. Uh, Triller and Triad and tell them that I'm interested you know he's reposting my stories reposting posts of mine so if we can keep this hype up it's the only thing is that little punk let me bang bro tried to start some shit with him so now it's like man if I was in the states I'd be able to do something like that but you know this guy went there and you know who knows maybe that fight's gonna happen so at the end of the day if they want it shit let them fight I'll fight the winner and then I'll fight the loser. The, the let's bang in bros the same in triad. Shit, they can even tag team and I'll beat the piss out of both of them. Now, are you down to do the BKB stuff too? I'm down to do the BKB stuff, but after a few more fights of boxing or small glove boxing, because I know for a fact I get into BKB, my hands are going to be busted up the way yeah. that I hit people. Yeah. You know, and and people look at BKB like, oh, man, you know, you, you can fight like the boxing. No, you can't. Different. You are not going to punch how you punch in boxing gloves. It's very different when your hand is hitting somebody face to face, you know, or skin to skin and yeah. bone to bone to forehead. I punched a lot of people back in my days fighting on the street. The shit don't feel good after. No. Uh, a <laughs> yeah. lot Patting on your hand, and all the dude needs to do is bend his head a little bit, and you clip the top of that head, there goes your hand. Yeah. A lot of the people are watching the the ex-MMA people, like Paige Van Zant, um, the Let's Bang Bros guy. Uh, Mike Perrion's got in there and done that yet, but uh, Melvin Gillard, these guys aren't BKB people. Like You got to go out and watch like guys like Jimmy Sweeney. He's fucking good. Yeah, yeah, he, he's been doing it. He's living it. Shit, I was supposed to fight him. Yeah, I remember that a couple of years ago. That it, that would have been a fun fight. Jimmy Sweeney's a legit bare-knuckle boxer. It, oh, yeah. Yes, exactly, right? He knows how to punch with no gloves. You know, yeah. it's different. We got a Canadian guy that was a bare-knuckle boxer, too, like real legit bare-knuckle, and I can't remember his name, older fella, um, talking like 10 years ago. Damn it. Oh, okay. I'll think of his name and I'll bring it back up, but he's a real legit bare knuckle boxer. It's a different, I watched, I watched some of the good guys and then I watched some of these, I don't want to say they're washed up because they're really not, they can still fight, but they're ex UFC people and they don't know what the fuck they're doing in there. Yeah. You know, it's different because it's not MMA. It's not boxing. No. It's a fight. It's pretty much a street fight brawl. Yeah. Cause you know, if you go back and you look at when Paulie Malignaggi fought um, Art, uh, what's Lobov. his name? Artem Lobov. Yeah. You know, Paulie's out there trying to be slick and box. This is not BKB. <laughs> this is, we want to see fight. Yeah. You know, the, that's the thing is, and, and man, then the thriller came out with the triad, and now you're allowed to underhook, overhook, clinch. Bro, I will beat anybody at 175. Oh. Put me in small gloves. I will fight anybody. This is something that you've wanted to do for a couple of years, though, because you came. You we've talked about this idea a couple of years ago. I wanted to do this. 
I wanted to do small glove boxing. Yeah, this was your idea. Somebody just with some cash put it on. Cash, boom, they made it happen. And, you know, and I love the way they made the ring a triangle because you can't run. You have to fight. If you move back, you only get cornered. Yeah, you're, you're, you're hooped. No. This is, that's my type of fighting because I don't take a step back. I like to come forward and I like to fight. And you put small gloves on me again. Shit, with the way my hands are ever since I left MMA. It's, it's yeah, everybody knows. And if they don't know, sign me up and you'll know. <laughs> you can figure it out pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the triangle ring was interesting to me. I, did, I don't know who came up with that concept, but it makes for a, a fun fight. Action. Yeah. You know, there's no running. You can't run. You know, no matter which way you go, it just gets tighter. <laughs> oh. Aaron Tohill. Um, do you know who Aaron Tohill is? She used to, she was oh, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She fought in a uh, a triangle bare knuckle fight on the Dada 900 or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, 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 yeah. That thing. What's it, Dada 5000? Yeah, the guy from Kimball Slice era, that stuff. Yeah, the guy that died in the ring, technically, when he yeah. fought. <laughs> How the fuck that happens? But but she fought, and uh, <laughs> she fought a girl that, she's an MMA fighter, but she's a brawler. But Toehill went in, and she actually studied the sport and tried to bare-knuckle box this girl in a brawl. It didn't work. Yeah. But uh, she looked real good doing it, but she said the, the triangle ring's tough. Oh, for sure, because you can't move. There's Put telephone booth. Let's go. I know you're down for it, but a lot of people aren't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, a lot of people aren't. You put that triangle. That, that was like the, the weakest brawl ever, Mike Perry and freaking Julian Lane. Like, what was that? That's a, that's a WWE thing, I think. <laughs> for real, you know? I, I didn't understand it because when stuff like that happens live on camera, it's really not great for a sport that's just starting that people think is barbaric. And then you've got a, a guy doing commentary that gets into a fist fight with a dude in the crowd. Yeah. You got Chris, Chris lights out Lytle sitting there. He's like, what in the hell's going on? Like he wasn't in on it. Oh yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, it's bro. It's 2021. <sighs> 2022 coming up. It's this generation, bro. It's all about views. <laughs> well, the, the, don't even got to be the best fighter anymore. You just got to have views. Yeah, Jake Paul. Hey, you know, like, I hated on the guy at the beginning. But at the end of the day, you got to give him some credit because he's doing what he's doing. And listen, he's young. He's spending the money to train. Yep. He can only get good. You can't get any worse. You can't get any worse. And you're young. You got money. You're paying real trainers. You're getting the training done. You can only get better. And he's used his platform this day and age. That's all you need to do. It's, it's a sad state of affairs, though, for combat sports. Like, it, you know what? It sucks. But when you look at it, what can you do? It's, it is what it is. You know, it's like, man, this guy has done nothing for the sport. He comes in with his following, and now he's blowing it up, right? 
I hated on it at the beginning, but then again, I'm like, you know what? I, I like, I can't hate on this guy. You know, he's training, he's doing what he does. And most boxers don't fight anybody anyways, till they get 15 fights. That's true. So there's no difference between him fighting Nate Robinson and Canelo fighting the fourth guy that he fought. I guess. When you look at it, like, really, because those guys have no experience. They're just, you know, your first whatever fights are nobody's. Well, he's fighting Tyron Woodley again next week. Um, I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping Tyron. I, I think Jake Paul actually is going to do a little better this fight. Think so? Well, I don't know. The first fight, it was Tyron Woodley was happy that Jake Paul was scared. And Jake Paul was scared of Woodley, but just happy that he was there to get paid. Right? He should be scared of Tyron Woodley, though. That, that's a real thing. Yeah. But the thing is, is you only got to be scared because Tyron Woodley is only going to throw one punch. He's very gun shy. Yeah. If he hits you, you're in trouble. Yeah. But he's got to throw the punch to hit you. He bet Tyron better come out and throw some shit this time because I'll be quite upset if he doesn't because he he literally could end his night. Yeah, uh, but it's boxing too, right? I'm also not going to pay to watch it either. I never pay to watch those. <laughs> <laughs> never paying to watch that nonsense because I paid to watch the fight since 1998. <laughs> no, I don't know how long it's been, but. There's there's ways to watch fights for free nowadays. We all know how to do it. It's oh, just yeah. It's not a yeah. secret. Triller, fuck you. <laughs> Don't get upset. <laughs> but it's a it's a weird thing where where I watch it and I see Jake Paul making a bazillion dollars. He's never trained more than three years, and I see a guy like you training his whole life. And what do you get? Maybe some good paydays, a couple. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's that's the thing that sucks about it, right? But uh, it just shows the kids coming up, you know, what you got to do, how you got to promote yourself, yeah. you know? And at the end of the day, like I said, too, like with this whole Mike Perry, I'm not a guy who talks shit, you know? I call you out, let's fight, we'll get it in, in the ring, and I'll talk with my hands, you know? But now it's like, I got to talk shit. Why not? If you want to talk shit, that's the only way that things happen nowadays. Closed mouths don't get fed. No. I'll be I'll be quite honest with you. I'm a Mike Perry fan. I don't like what he that post that he put online. I didn't like that. I screenshotted it and I saved it because he deleted oh. it. I don't I don't like that shit. Yeah. But I do Me. like I do enjoy him. Yeah, he's hey, he's a good fighter. He's an exciting fighter. He throws down, he gets down, and he he's goes for broke. Either he gets knocked out or the other guy gets knocked out. I like those type of fighters too because I'm that type of fighter. Yeah. Like, right? I like to come to fight to come to finish. I don't like point fighting. You know who I don't like though is I don't like that Julian Lane. I don't like him. He's been a clown ever since the UFC show. Yeah, ever since the Ultimate Fighter. He's just been – he's like a uh, – Junie Browning 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to see you fight him. That'd be that'd be a fun fight because you'd oh. smack the crap out of him. Eat his ass. <laughs> Bro, these would not hang in there with me. The way I see them, my pace is too much. Two-minute rounds? 
two-minute rounds. These guys are gassing after two, three rounds. What folks have to remember is we come from five-minute rounds. Yeah, you know, five-minute rounds, but also, two boxing, three-minute round is way more faster than a five-minute MMA round. Yeah, different and cardio. It's different because in boxing, there's no stopping. MMA, I push you up against the cage, rest a bit. Trip you, put you on the ground, rest a bit. Yeah. You know? Boxing, yes, boom, 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 you punch, you clench, the ref right away, break, back at it. You know, and it's three minutes. It's go, 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 especially the way that I fight. I'd like to see it. I want to see it happen. I want to see this shit happen too, bro. I don't know what we got to do. Because you know me. I don't stop with the shit online. If I if I put my my teeth into something, we're going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I was starting to go too, and then this clown Julian Lang comes and does this bullshit. They, when they throw you a curveball, you just got to add that dummy into the mix. Oh, exactly. Now I add his stupid ass into the mix. Yeah. Both of you guys. Now, we, now we've literally got... Ryan Ford versus Julian Lane. Ryan Ford versus Mike Perry. Mike Perry versus Julian Lane. Mike, like, the, there's some the winners fight. It, it'll be fun. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm down for it. Shit, I'm down to fight both and do a tournament in the same damn night. I like that idea too. <laughs> you know, shit. Let's put a triad thriller tournament. One seventy five. We fight two three times in the same damn night. It's two-minute rounds. Yeah, as long as nobody's getting 15 stitches, we're all good. Yeah. And realistically, if you get 15 stitches, you don't give a crap anyway. No, I'm still going to put you to sleep. <laughs> I had some uh, people People knew you were coming on the show. We tried to put it together. We're, we're three, three days removed from promoting it. I had some questions come in for you. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it. First one was, did you watch Ryan Rizicki versus Oscar Rivas, and what did you think? Yeah, yeah, we watched it. I was in Montreal before we left to Toronto. I mean, Poland. And, um, yeah, I watched it. Tough fight. <laughs> Tough fight, man. Like, uh, hey, even though I don't like Rosnicki, got to give him credit. You know, he hung in there. I thought it was going to be done within six rounds. But dude can take a punch. Probably took a few years off his life. But... You know, he probably got paid good, and now a lot of people see him. What what a what a outing though! What a outing for him! Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a statement in a loss, that's the one to do it on. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, um, yeah, it was a good fight. We were watching me and my coach. We were we were we were watching it. It was uh, it was a good fight. I know you guys don't get along. I'm friends with both of you, so I'll stay out of the middle of that one. But, whew, what a fight. Oh, yeah. Nasty, yeah. nasty fight. And, and Oscar Rivas, I've never seen a jab like that in my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Man. Yeah, it was crazy. You know, it was, uh, I don't know, you know, it was like, I think Oscar Rivas took it, uh, took the fight a little, um, took it lightly. Yeah. You know, over overlooked uh, Ryan. But, um you know, it's, um, yeah, it was a good fight. Well, cruiserweight division is wide open for that kid now, so hopefully something happens for him. Yeah. Um, people want to know, uh, this is a question for both of us, 
what your your favorite fight of your own, and they want to know what my favorite fight of yours is. Ah, uh, my favorite fight. I would say my fight against uh, Luis Santos in Bellator. That was a good fight. Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of people thought he knocked me down with the head kick. He did knock me down with the head kick, but I was off balance because he was so soapbox. And then I came back in the second round and knocked his ass clean out. Um, mine, as for a shit show, was the Markel Wetterburn one. <laughs> yeah. That one was fun. That was rowdy. That was rowdy. That was a rowdy fight. Um, I really enjoyed the Carl Parisian fight, too. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. In London there. That was a good fight. Good fight. And then uh, boxing would obviously be when you won the silver title. Yeah, Surge. Yeah. yeah. Great fight. No, that was, uh, yeah, shit. You know, I came, what I fought, uh, I fought fought in Berlin in February. Fought in Berlin against Nick Hannig, February, 12 rounds. Lost a decision, which I whooped him. Yeah. Kind of fell into, you know, because I was always going away and taking these losses even though I'm winning but it was you know I was leaving my family all the time for five six seven weeks at a time and I don't know you know that Berlin fight kind of got to me you know I think I fell into a little bit of depression there for you know a good three weeks or so you know my wife the kids they were like what's wrong with dad you know like just wasn't myself just because you know I never felt that before you know yeah. going so hard putting my the hard work, dedication, sacrifice, leaving home, going to get robbed, you know? And um, after that fight, you know, three days after, they called me and said, hey, do you want to fight for the WBC silver title against Serge, the original opponent I was supposed to fight? I said, you're damn right. It lit a fire in my, up, you know, it lit a fire. <laughs> and there, and I knew, I said, fuck. I said, I'm going all in with this. I don't give a shit. I'm letting my hands go. We're knocking this guy out. Fuck. Eighth round came. Good night. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, the silver fight was great because the fight was going great for you, but we all knew if it was going to a decision, you weren't winning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. And, and the thing you said about that, it's crazy because we got the scorecards after. The third round, he low-blowed me two times. The ref took a point away. Oh, yeah. We got the scorecards after. He still had a 10-9 round. What? He still had a 10-9 round when the ref took a point away. So 1,000%, if we would have went to the decision, no. I, I would have lost. Not winning. Like, it was crazy. I got the scorecards, too. I, I, I got them. I'll send them to you and show really? you them. It's, it's bullshit. I want to post that. I want because... <laughs> What is 10 minus 1? 9. So how you got a 10-9 round if they took a point away from me? So they took the point away from me for getting hit in the nuts? You know? Realistically, if you were losing the round, it would have been a 9-9 round. Yeah. <laughs> if you were winning the round, it would have been a 10-8 round. Exactly. Crazy. It, it is what it is. We all know boxing's a gangster business, and it's uh, it, it's muddy. And we'll never, ever fix it. It just is what it is. It is what it is. You got to just go with it. Um, next question was, uh, what's your favorite knockout that you've been involved in? 
I would say uh, front kick to Jules, Joel Powell's face. That was that was what came to mind when I. <laughs> Yeah. Joel Powell was the one that was, it, I was there live for that and it was amazing because I turned around and I was talking to somebody and I turned back around and I was like what the fuck happened <laughs> I know my one buddy was in the was in the audience too and he heard the smack and he looked beside him he thought somebody got smacked beside yeah. him but it was me flipping his chin it was so loud yeah crazy that's the the other one um, is going to obviously be the surge knockout because that was a left hook from the basement. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it was hard. It was it was like it just like saw it and it was like oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh, and I lied. Uh, some of my other favorite fights that you've been involved in was Pete Spratt. Yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah, they were really good fights. And those yeah. were back in the – you were kind of green in those days, and Pete Spratt was a, a veteran at that time too. Like I trained for four months and fought Pete Spratt on my fifth fight. Yeah. A guy who was just coming off of uh, asked, being asked for a title fight with George St. Pierre. Yep. You know? <laughs> and then they're like, hey, Ryan, you want to fight Pete Spratt? I'm like, let's go. You know what other fight was great too was Tommy Spear. Oh, TFC, yes, that yeah. was. That was a good right one. Ultimate Fighter, and I choked his ass out. Yeah, you beat his ass. It wasn't even close. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one, too. That was a real That was a real good one. Um, next question was, who is the greatest combat sports athlete that Canada has ever produced? The greatest combat sport? I'd say me. I don't see anybody who's done it like me. Boxing and MMA? That's true. Yeah, com when it comes to combat sports, it is you. MMA is like, George St. Pierre. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. When it's like, yeah, dual sports, I don't, there's nobody in Canada who's done it like me. I don't think so. I don't think there's ever, there's another crossover. No. And who've been a champion in both sports. No, it is you. Uh, it's 100% you. Yeah. And then um, boxing for Canada. I would. <sighs> Stephen Molitor's up there. Yeah, he's up there. Um, Scotty Olson's up there. Do we do we count Lennox Lewis as Canadian? I think we have to, but not really. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I think he, I think he's more Europe, like English than anything. But we yeah. can, we can take him. We can take him. Um, and then the Halifax. Uh, what was his name? Kirk Johnson. He was he was pretty good. Yeah. Kirk Johnson. We got some greats that were in boxing. Shavalo. Yeah, yeah, George Shavalo. Your dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my dad. Shit. Michael Logity. Was he Vancouver? Yeah. We have to throw Jelena Brjanovic in there, obviously, WBC champion. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. 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 There's some greats. Um Another question that came in was when, whenever your career is going to be done, um, where do you want it to end up? Like, what do you mean? I think they want to know where do you want to end it? Because you've been involved in so many different forms of combat, whether it's going to be MMA boxing or some weird gi top thing you're doing over in Guadalajara. Like where do you, where do you want to end it? 
Um, well, my bucket list is to do bare knuckle. Okay. Right? I want to do, I did so much of them for free before I even started. <laughs> I might as well, you know, get a payday in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I know for a fact, you know, that's, that, that'll probably be like a retirement thing, you know, where I'm done just because I know my hands are probably going to be sore after that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that, that's on my bucket list, right? Uh, I've wanted to always do it. So it, it will get done. Um, yeah, so I could see, you know, me ending everything from, you know, the doing a bare knuckle fight. Shit, I might even get back in the cage too. You know. You were going to do I'm that. Making money. I'm about making money right now, right? So it's, you know, I'm at that age now where it's it's all about money. So when you're done, what is what is the plan that is going to be opening, opening in your own gym? Are you going to move different town or are you just going to do it right there in Edmonton? Yeah, well, you know, right now pretty much um, my gym is Wolf House with yeah. me and my boy Parvez, right? Um, so, you know, we got that thing coming. You know, we want to expand, um, you know, the gym, you know, open up a few more lo locations. Um, and when I'm done, you know, it's, I want to be, you know, I want to be that guy who helps athletes, you know, not only fighters, you know, strength and conditioning with different type of sports. Um, you know, I want to give, I want to give back to the, to the, to the community, back to the kids, you know, these kids that are growing up and wanting to be athletes or kids who have never been athlete that want to try it. You know, I want to give them that, that drive motivation that, you know, whatever you put that hard work in, dedication and sacrifice into you, you can become it right so um you know that's when i'm done that's that's what i want to be i want to be a coach i want these guys you know right now i'm i'm a coach right now helping with the amateur fighters and stuff at our gym and uh but you know i want to take it as a full responsibility when okay my training so whenever you wrap it up we're gonna get coach ford yeah Hundred <laughs> percent, and then we're, we're going to see some nasty kids come out of at Edmonton. I'm guessing you're not moving; you're staying right where you are. I, bro, my ass need to get out this winter. <laughs> okay, I've been here. <laughs> I've been here for thirty eight, thirty nine damn years. You know, it's time for my ass to not see winter for eight months. So you know. I'm banking on my son here to, you know, get that contract within the next five, six years for soccer and move our ass to Portugal, Spain, <laughs> wherever there's no snow. <laughs> I go to <the> mountains. <laughs> it's it's going to be hard in Canada. There's only one spot where you don't get snow here, so you're going to have to leave the country. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> with the price of housing that's over there in, uh, in BC now, you got to be a millionaire to live there. So stupid. I remember when I used to live there years back when I met Nina and the places were ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and then plus now all this bullshit with these politics, these guys raising the prices of everything. It's like, you know. Well, I remember when I lived there training at Zuma, my rent for a shoebox was $1,250 a month. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous, and I couldn't imagine what it is now. It's probably two grand, three grand. Yeah, for a one-bedroom basement suite. <laughs> Out here in Saskatchewan, I got a house with a whole bunch of property for fifty k. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna keep my ass right here in the wind and the cold, where it's cheap yeah. to live, and I got animals <laughs> running around that I can shoot and eat. Yeah. <laughs> 
Which yeah. I got to get you guys out here to Saskatchewan at some point. I'm going to either get an amateur card and get you guys out here because I got to I got to get you here for dinner. Yeah, brother, for sure, man. Maybe we'll throw an amateur card out there. That'd be awesome if you did because I got some kids that'll come down and, and fight. I already messaged you about one of them that I want to bring to Edmonton. Yep, yep. But uh, yeah, we got the we got a 21 cubic foot freezer just jam packed with friggin' deer. Oh damn! I went out this year and I loaded the freezer. I got five. Oh, <laughs> wow! So yeah, we, I know I've been talking to you for a little while. Uh, sorry, you cut out. What, what was that? I need some of that deer jerky. Yeah, we got we got deer jerky, we got sausage, we got pepperoni sticks, we got roast steak, you name it, we got it. Oh, oh yeah. I know um, I've been yapping to you for a couple of years about the wild meat. I, I Every time I say I'm coming down, I'm going to bring you something, you're gone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I am going to make plans to come down there in uh, January, January 22nd, your guys' next yeah. card, right? Yeah, January 22nd. Um... Uh, Real Deal Promotions is putting on the New Year banger. Um, you know, we're going to do it at the St. Albert Inn. Uh, we're going to have a kickboxing smoker uh, during the day and then the amateur boxing fights at nighttime. So whenever you guys got events going on, let me know because there's a ton of kids that are here in Saskatchewan, especially like in my area, that want to fight. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah, and like, you know, what we're trying to do is just give, uh, you know, obviously the Edmonton scene here, and we want to go everywhere around Alberta, you know, uh, and uh, just give the amateurs a show where they where they know what to expect when they enter the pros, you know? Like, there's these gym shows and stuff, you know, club cards and stuff is cool and everything is good, but, you know, let's get these kids ready for where they want to be, Yeah. right? Give them the entrance music. Give them the fireworks. Give them that whole thing where, you know, they feel that when they get to be a pro, it's not nothing different. They've already been there. They've seen the crowd. They got walkout music, you know, and that's what we just try to do. We try to make it an event, right? It's, it's um, you know, and give back to these kids. We want to be putting on fights all the time. So these guys are staying active. Like last three weekends, we've had shit. I swear, probably the last two Two months, our gym, we probably had like over 50 fights. Holy Moses, really? Yeah. It's, it's wow. yeah, and like our gym, man, we got a lot of talent in our gym. You know, a lot of guys, too, who are just up-and-comers, you know, very green that are getting in there, but they're in the gym every day putting in the work. And, man, they're going into fights and <laughs> cleaning house. Well, from now on, let me know when these things are going on because, one, I'll drag my ass down there and do press. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No problem doing that. Um, two, I haven't been to Edmonton in a hot minute for a boxing event. So whether it's pro or amateur, I want to show up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, January 22nd, brother. I'm there. We'll get your guy a fight, too. And if you have any other kids, too, let us know, and we'll make sure we get the matches. I'll put uh, I'll put the word out and see who wants to go, who wants to compete. And if, if you got a match for them, let's get it done. Let's get it done. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. I like the way that you guys are putting on these shows because we're going to bitch about amateur boxing here now because I hate amateur boxing. Um, I yeah. love the fact that the kids get to go and fight, but the people that are putting them on, it's a giant mess. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm just starting to see it myself just being involved in it, right? But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got doctors showing up late. 
um, when when these people they do they do the the dinner shows, people are eating while the fights are going on. I hate that. Yeah, yeah. Like you're there to watch the damn fight, not eat chicken wings. Yeah. So like eat before. Yeah, you know. Open the yeah. doors an hour and a half before the event's going on. Sit the people down, give them their dinner, and then let's get ready for the show. Hundred percent. Doctors show up on time. Don't change the way in time to two hours later. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh yeah. It's just it's dumb things that make the event really hard, especially on the coaches. The like the the kids they don't care. Like oh no. There at all. They're just showing up to fight, but it's the people that got to put in the time to travel, get them ready. All like, whether you got to water load the kid to make a, a certain weight class or take some weight off it, or if your if your son's fighting a kid that's fifteen pounds heavier, yeah. <laughs> shit, <laughs> we need some time to get ready here. <laughs> you know, but it, it is what it is. But I like the way that you guys are doing the shows. I've seen some clips from the the last show you guys did. It's fun for the kids. They show up, they have a good time, and that's what amateur boxing should be. Should be fun. Oh, exactly right. They got to go out there, have fun, you know, and learn, get the experience. Like I told them, it's amateur boxing, you know. Unless when all these club cards and stuff, it's a learn. If you lose, they're gonna come. It's yeah. amateur boxing. You're gaining experience. You're learning from these things. You're growing. You're adapting. You're seeing what works, what doesn't work. You know, when you go to tournaments, those are the ones you win. Yeah. You know, the ones that count, you know, when you want to win the big trophy and whatnot. But other than that, get in there, fight as much as you can. Yep. 100%. Yeah. I remember That's, back in the day, they used to do amateur boxing. You could fight four times in a night. Well, yeah. Like if you did tournaments, you know, like you go to tournaments, you could fight three, four times. You know, and bang, like, man, when I was in Poland the weekend before me, they had a, a fight card at the gym I trained at, 240 athletes, two rings. They were just cycling them in and in and There's no walkout. There's no nothing. Fight one, fight one. Boom, go. They get out. The next ones go in. It's like a wrestling 240 tournament. 240 athletes, bro, in one day. That's insane. Crazy. That's like a wrestling tournament in the States. And that's like, man, this is that's what we're missing here in Canada. You know, it's like you wonder why you go to Europe and you see these kids 17 years old, they got 250 amateur fights, is because you know why? Because their coaches aren't there sitting back licking, looking and picking who they're fighting. Yeah. It's yeah. amateur boxing. If you got 10 fights and the kid got 10 fights, fight. fight. Yeah, fight. Look at, oh, he beat this guy, he beat this guy, oh, he lost to this guy. Oh, no, we're not going to take the fight. What are you doing to your kid? Exactly. It's politics. Like pol parent politicking in amateur boxing is nuts. Um, yeah. Man, like, my, you know, like, oh, why do you take the fight with RJ? I'm like, well, because we don't have no fights. No kid his age and his weight want to fight him. I'm like, you know, so we have to do this, and then we learn. We grow from it, you know? My nephew, he was, uh, he was in amateur boxing a, a couple of years ago. Unfortunately, he quit because of the politics in the sport. Um it was insane. His first fight, he went out, he won. Uh, provincials came along, and the, him and that kid were supposed to have a rematch. They We already booked it. The, yeah. His dad made him cut weight, so he went down to a lower weight class. I was like, what are we doing? Yeah. Why? You're, he's fucking 11. Cutting weight for amateur boxing. No. <laughs> Why? You're going to drop four pounds off the kid so he can go fight a – it makes no sense. Yeah, and then when you go to a tournament, you drop four pounds off the kid the first day. You got to drop the four pounds off him again the next day. Yeah, it makes no it's, sense to me. 
None. So what? He lost. It doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> the, the What you just taught your kid was it's not okay to lose and it's okay to make excuses. Exactly. A hundred percent. That's the thing, you okay. know, and that's what a lot of these parents out there doing with their kids is giving them part- participation awards. It's okay. like, no, don't get me started on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, state of affairs and combat sports in Canada is bleak right now. In my opinion, um, I actually think it's on its way out. It's it's tough. We got we got no shows. We got the big promotions oh. are leaving. Yeah. So what do, what do you do? Yeah. No, it's crazy, man. The world right now is crazy because the, this COVID pandemic, which I can think is complete horse crap. Pandemic. Yeah. It's it 100, 100% planned to take over whatever's going. Like, they want to take over the country, one world government, whatever it is. I don't care. Stop, man, because you're killing you're killing so many great things that happen in this country. It, it's yeah. a, I don't know what to do about it other than talk about it. What do you do? Exactly. <laughs> like, you, you can post on Instagram. You can post all these things. Like, But the people that matter, are they going to see it? If they do, you're going to get blocked or you're going to get silenced. So, answer. Yeah. What do you so, do? How much time you got left, Ryan? Before you got to leave, bro. I'm about uh, about time. You're about you're you're up at the mark, guys. Eh? Yeah, we got to rip to Southside and get him over to the soccer dome. The champ right here. There he and is. Real deal, Junior. <laughs> the future. <laughs> RJ, yeah. how how are you enjoying amateur boxing so far? You like it? Yeah. Yeah. You had a good time last night. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you win or lose, man. It's all. It only matters if you're having fun. Yeah. Get in there with kid. Hey, it is what it is, man. He held his own. I'm proud of you. You probably don't remember me because the last time I seen you would have been at KO Boxing, but I was around when you were just a baby. Victoria, or no, you weren't even in Victoria. That was Bella. That was Bella. <laughs> yeah, I think I met him. I met him at WSOF World Series. Yeah, that's right. World yeah, Series yeah. of Fighting. So it's not. It makes me feel old when I see your kids, though, because I see my kids every day, and I have a daughter that's the same age as you. But when I see how big you are now and, and the kind of stuff you're doing in sport, it makes me feel old. <laughs> But uh, but keep up the hard work, man. Don't quit. And losing losing sucks, but it doesn't matter. Keep grinding. Look, just look at your dad. Greatest combat sports athlete Canada's ever seen. <laughs> You'll do Peace. the same thing, man. All right, I'll get you out of here, Ryan. Um, I'm gonna let you sign us out because you do a better job than I do. So get us out of here. Yeah, all right, guys. Thanks for watching the Final Shot podcast. My boy Tanner Wilshaw, and you know me, the real deal. Um, January 22nd, Real Deal Promotions at Edmonton, St. Albert Inn. We have a kickboxing smoker, and we have amateur boxing at nighttime. So if you guys want, send me a message or send Wolfhouse a message if you got a gym and you got kids who want to fight, and we can be sure to match them up. Make sure you guys are paying attention to what Ryan Ford's son, RJ, is doing. He's the future of whatever the heck he wants to do. So whether it's soccer or boxing or MMA, pay attention. Watch out for RJ. Guys, we're out. Peace.